0: Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thanks for tuning in to the 60-Minute Meal Podcast. And I am your moderator, Just a Guy from 215, with my team of co-hosts Nandy B, Sammy Sam from Trinbago, and Mikey D out there on the West Coast. But I'm also privileged to have my fluid panel of intellectuals i see you go ahead and get situated quit looking at me i hear you i hear you let's get ready to make a feast of this all our listeners let's go have a seat get situated let's nibble on this let's do it let's go all righty all righty welcome back to the 60 minute meal podcast and then the words of Coach Primetime Sanders, once again, we are here, we are here, and we are here, everybody. Mm-hmm. How's everybody doing today? Fine. Great. Good. Wow. Good, good, Great. Good. That's good. That's good. That's good. Okay. It's so good to see your faces at this table as you fine dine with me. So pull up a seat, pour you a glass, do what you do. But I got something cooked up especially for you. I swear I do. Let's get to the appetizers, shall we? We are all middle-aged and beyond on this panel and at this table. And I feel that a meal, a reflection would be apropos at this time. So with that said, this is what I've cooked up. Tell me, what is one piece of sound advice that you would give your younger self? I'll say that again. What is one piece of sound advice that you would give your younger self? I'm going to start off with what I would tell a younger me. Y'all ready? Yes. Go ahead. I would would tell myself, look here, youngin. Look here, man no response is a response and that silence is loud so a lot of times the answers you're looking for can be found in the words you never hear secondly I would tell myself because it's three folds to this secondly I would tell myself you can be sincere and still be misunderstood so connect with people that love your heart just as much as they love you. And lastly, I would tell myself, the last fold of advice I would give that younger me, I would tell me that, P, life has three stages. The stage where you're a fool, the stage where you're a victim, and the stage where you're a king. Mm. So, Frank. Say that again. I would tell myself there are three stages to life, in life. A stage where you're a fool, a stage where you're a victim, and a stage where you're a king. And I would tell him, find a way to only have abbreviated visits to those first two stages. And establish an indefinite stay to the latter. So that's what I would tell the young, younger me, Dumb, still making mistakes, still think he's a superhero. But I lean into my panel. I'm going to go to you, Mikey D. What you got?
1: I would tell myself to just to live life one day at a time and be patient. Because the younger me had a lot of, it needs to happen right now. And it doesn't need to happen. It needs to happen when it happens, because it will happen if you allow it to happen. But you can't force it.
0: Okay, okay, because
1: by trying to make things work right now, you destroy things for your future.
0: So, that younger you was what rambunctious, a bit too
1: aggressive and impatient. Got you, got
0: you. Okay, that's good. Okay, Sammy, Sam, what you got?
2: Uh, one of the things I wish I had paid attention to more was spend less, save more. <laughs> but, um, one of the big things. Um, I felt I feel is be careful who you give your heart to. I think you, it's so hard when you're young, you know, and you're you feel love, you're in love for the first time, and you're not seeing, you know who you you love the person, but you're not seeing, you know the possible flaws that the person has that much, you know. You're, you're just, you're blinded by love. You know, you're, you're, you just, you're not, you're young, you're not, you're not, you're not seeing it. You're not seeing, you know, where "Hmm, this person may not be ready for what you you're ready for. You know, so I just wish I would tell my younger self, you know, don't fall so hard, you know, don't give your whole heart, you know, you gotta keep a piece of, you know, a, a, a chunk of yourself, you know, to yourself, because, you know, when you're, you're young, dumb and in love, you want to go all in, right. you know, and when it doesn't work, you know, the heartbreak of your first really, you know, love heartbreak, you know, is a lot, you know, for somebody like me to take. I think it took me, you know, five, six, seven years to really get over that person, You know, so me, the type of person and how I love, you know, I know, you know, to be very careful, you know, with who I love and who I give my love to, because, you know, I saw myself, what it took to finally move past that. And that was one of the biggest things, mistakes, you know, not mistakes, but growing pains I had in my life. And I would tell my younger self, Hey, Hendra, be careful.
0: Right, so that younger you was all in too much,
2: too soon. All the chips were (laughs) in. Gotcha. With, you know, with with a person who was not, who was not, was not, was, wasn't ready. Like I was all in like that.
0: Okay. Okay. Thank you for that. Nandy B, I would love to get you to weigh in as we make a meal of this topic.
3: Okay, I would tell my younger self not to be naive, not to take life serious and be aware, be conscious. Because as a young person, I was naive. I didn't even know what the word naive meant. Okay, until I got older. But when you're younger, you think everybody is will tell you the truth and will and will uh, has your back and they don't Mm-mm. right to be strong to okay. stay aware. right. Yes, I mean,
0: since you are the matriarch of us all or at this table, you've definitely seen changes and you've definitely been a part of the change. So I'm just thankful that you're here at the table with us. You hear me? Thank you so
3: much.
0: Yes. So I'm coming to you, Stephanie. Stephanie, grab you a plate and take a stab at this meal that we are chiseling and chewing on. Yes. Okay. All right. What I would
4: tell my younger self. I would tell my younger self to get my education and take it serious because you're really going to need it down the road. When I was younger, they used to say, Oh, we're not going to need that when we get older. But yeah, we need it. And, and what they're being said, I'm taking college courses now. And also, I would tell my younger self to love myself unconditionally. Because that's the greatest love. Loving yourself other than God. Right. And another one. Do not cast your pearls to swine. I know that now.
0: I, I didn't hear yeah. that. Could you speak up? I didn't hear that.
4: Do not cast your pearls to swine. Okay. Yes. Okay. Okay.
0: So you I know that, you that
4: even better now, but go right ahead. <laughs>
0: Right, so you would tell yourself to stay goal-oriented and stay focused. Yes. And keep education at the forefront because you're going to need it. Oh, yes. And to, what, staying firm, I guess? Yes, stay firm. Okay, okay, that's good, that's good. Okay, Truth I appreciate that. You're welcome. Okay, I'm going to go to Patricia. Patricia. Because, Patricia, I would love to hear your take on it.
5: Um, I think I have a few myself. Um, Initially, I would like to tell my younger self to forgive myself often, that no one has a manual on living, adulting, parenting, or relationship. It's a learn-as-you-go ordeal. Um, It is not your fault what others do unprovoked to cause hurt and confusion. That even though you haven't been loved correctly, doesn't mean that you're unlovable. Yes. And um, be kind. Being kind doesn't mean that you'll receive kindness in return. Be kind anyways. Leave everything and everyone better than you found them. Because hurt people hurt people. And mm-hmm. it shouldn't take it personal, right? Because we can't save everyone. So mm-hmm. at the end, you'll be battled and scarred, but true to self.
0: hmm yes. Yes. Oh, that's good. I appreciate that. That's good. Okay. I would also tell my younger self that you may qualify to be in situations and relationships and in work relationships and in situations with people, but but P, you can't afford those relationships. You can't afford to be with that person. Because the emotional capital that it takes, I didn't have. So I was more caught up in, hey, you know what? This person and I, we vibe, we're compatible. I'm good to go. Not realizing that's that gets me to the I'm interested in you stage. But investing in that person and investing in those things, that's when I realized I couldn't afford it because I didn't have the mental aptitude to actually stand in a conversation and help somebody weather a storm. I couldn't actually understand how it was to value friendships because I hadn't had any friendships outside of my family. So for me, that's another piece of not only advice, but reflection I have on myself looking back at me in the yesteryear, realizing that, you know what, P yes, You qualified, yes, you were a great candidate, but you really could not afford to have her next to you or him in front of you. So that's just my take. Anybody wanna weigh in on that?
1: You know, this is kind of classic. This is equivalent to people saying, I'm sorry, I can't hire you for that job because you don't have experience. How do you get experience? Please don't that, up.
2: that is one of the biggest things I'm dealing with right now. Oh, Lord, you just hit me in the heart. I'm sorry. sorry. No, no, no. Cause th- that's it. It's like life. life. Yeah. Life. I. But they won't give you a chance, you know, to get the experience. So where you, it's like you have the degree, you know, worked hard, got your degree. And because you don't have experience in the field you have your degree in, you can't get a position because all the positions are five years experience, you know, 10 years experience. You're like, how do I get experience if I don't get a job? I can't get a job in the field. Right. I'm sorry, I went off there, sorry. No, 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 that's no, that's fine. Oh, that's fine.
1: And that's fine. My, my point to what Paul was saying is that everything you're saying is true and correct, but you wouldn't know these things about yourself until you went through the scenarios. So mm-hmm. you have to you have to go through them to come out the other end smarter than when you went into them. It's almost like is it better to play and lose or never play?
0: Right. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, it's jobs, family, position, headship, and families headship and relationships and friendships it's all it's all tough it's all a roll of the dice you know and definitely for you sammy sam you know as far as you looking at things corporately roadblocks yellow tape all the above right mm-hmm. all the above and i don't think that you are alone and how you feel i think people who are listening can feel can feel that angst can feel that pain as well as all of us at the table, we can feel it as well. Yeah, but hang on in there. You hear me?
4: I hear you. I hear you.
0: Now, this next segment, let's push away from the table and allow this food to digest a little bit, okay? I'm going to take y'all back, but stay with me. All right, stay with me. Once upon a time, many or all of us had a blockbuster movie card, membership card. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Some time ago, many of us had a Sony disc disc Walkman. <laughs> Some time ago, many of us watched Seinfeld for the first time and fell in love with it for what, darn it, 20 years.
1: Yeah, I've never watched that
3: program in my life. Yeah. But, Neither uh, did I. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, that <laughs>
3: was one <born> to <for> me. <laughs> oh, wow. All right. <laughs> At on, the
0: show. <laughs> yes. Sex in the City was definitely popular during this era of time and lastly in the 90s Whitney Houston singing that song I will always love you every woman I know was trying to hit that high note back in the day oh yes
2: you, I you. Of the time
0: I, I. yes the 90s my goodness and then we can't forget having dial-up internet you knew you was somebody okay you knew you was A-OK with that AOL. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so what i want to do will go around the table and can anybody share with all of us anything memorable in your mind and in your heart about those times in the 90s because i got plenty but i will wait
3: okay i will share something i, I used to uh uh I was uh, a AOL, which I still am. Okay. I was on (laughs) AOL (laughs) and I had a prayer room where people could come and uh, talk about life issues, talk about what's going on and what they need prayer for. Okay. And it was, it was very good. I had it for a very long time. And uh, and then it kind of, everybody kind of dispersed. And then I started right back on AOL writing short stories. Okay. and uh, And I wrote about all kinds of short stories, people, places, and things. Because during that time, I knew a lot of comical people and they were telling me some stories that was so funny. Right. And I just shared them. I never, you know, developed your name or anything. But but uh, AOL was very good to me until it got bad, okay, right. where there was too many chat rooms and there was so much discrepancies. But I'm still with AOL. Okay. Because okay. AOL opened up a lot of doors for me.
1: So you have a loyalty to them?
3: Yes, I do. Because you know why? (laughs) Because number one, after I was there for about six or seven years, I didn't have to pay for it. It was free. (laughs) (laughs) That incentivizes you you to stay. You said the word. (laughs) You said the word. (laughs) And a lot of people who have been on AOL for a very long time don't even know they don't have to pay for it. Because they've Mm -hmm. been on it a certain length of time, and when you tell them, "Oh, I'm switching to another network," they'll say, "Wait a minute, we don't want you to leave. You can stay here for free." That's how I got it for free. Okay, Okay? so Uh, yeah.
0: Okay, appreciate that. What you got? What you got, uh, Sammy Sam? Hmm. Well, the '90s. That was
2: my high school time there. So that's biggest thing in the 90s for me was joining the Navy, was joining the military. Okay. You know, it, that that was the biggest thing because, you know, I think I had migrated to the United States in 1988. Okay. And, and you know, it now started to get um, used to, you know, just, you know, there's not a big, change in I say not a big change in the, the way of life from Trinidad to the States. It's just some things are, are, you know, done a little differently, you know, getting used to um for us in school, all of us use uniforms, public, private, whatever. We all go to school in uniforms. So that was right. new.
4: Right. You
2: know, um that's why I didn't find the military a big deal to wear uniforms, because I've been wearing uniforms since preschool. Right. Yeah. So and um, the swearing in school was different.
5: <laughs> you know, <laughs> when I first
2: got to school, yeah, you, you didn't do that in school, home, because you know you just didn't. Right. But, you know, there there are just things you know getting used to a new way of life in America, and you know, it. it, it so that was like the nineties for me was literally getting used to life, you know, in the United States, and then getting used to live, going to high school, you know, and then joining the military. That was like my, I guess my three biggest things I would say that was the nineties.
0: Okay, cool. I'm going to take this one. So for me, it was two things. It was having email, having electrical mail, because Mm -hmm. I was so used to waiting for snail mail. Right. So when I Mm -hmm. saw my name attached to some other things on a computer, I felt special. I felt like I was, I felt like I was like El Presidente. You know what I mean? That's how I felt. i never forget then reading emails and receiving them felt like my name was called on the lottery or something like, wow, I have mail. You know what I'm saying? And they would tell you, you have mail. Like, oh, yep, my God, I, have mail. I have mail, you know what I mean? Definitely. And then uh lastly, a great 90s memory is the late 90s, obviously, is the cell phones, getting my first cell phone. It was a flip phone and nights and weekends were my thing. And I only had 50 minutes per month and I had to ration that out <laughs> for 30 days. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> And and that was, I mean, like, I felt like I really was a grown up. You follow me? It wasn't so much that I had a car and I had an apartment, but no, I have a cell phone. You know what I'm saying? So that way, wherever I am, I can be reached. And I felt like I was really adulting at that time. So those are definitely memories that I I hold on to. I laugh at. Sometimes I even get teary-eyed just thinking about the late 90s. Mikey D.
4: But,
0: but, uh, uh, hold on, hold on. Mikey. What you got, Sam? What you got?
2: No, I was just going to say if you're our age, you know, a lot of these kids don't realize we're the generation that had to learn everything.
3: Yes. That's you right. know,
2: everything came up while we, like, I remember um, when I was in junior high, I was still using a typewriter. My mom got me a word processor. You know, and I was like, oh, my god, I got a word processor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my god, you mean if I make a mistake, I could go back and right. not have to try to use whiteout to try right. and then try to blow on it to dry and try to line the
4: paper up perfectly
2: <laughs> to type over it? You know, they, they're they're born into coming in. All oh, this stuff is out here. They don't understand. We didn't have a choice if we were going to learn.
0: Right, <laughs> Correct. You're right. Appreciate that. Mikey D, what say you?
1: So for me, I have two dates. Mine was the birth of my daughters. My first daughter was born on December 22nd of 1990, but I was out on a deployment. I didn't didn't meet her for the first four months of her life. So when I got back home, she was four months old. So we had some catching up to do. But my second daughter was born on August 15th of 95. And that was quite a chain of events. She was supposed to have been born on August the sixth, and we did the doctor. She was nine days late. We did everything. We walked up hills. We walked down hills. We did everything that (laughs) (laughs) we did everything imaginable. And all these people had all these wives' tales that it was a boy because. The stomach was pointed this way and blah, 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 blah. And my wife was holding her low here. All these things. So I came up with with the name that my son was going to be. And on the day of her birth, I said, you know what? If this had happened to be a girl, I got to come up with a name. Because my wife's like, "You you come up with a name. So I came up with a name. We're in the... My wife didn't want to, she didn't want to have the epidural, so I, my wife doesn't want to have this shot. In there, I want the shot. I'm like, she started cussing me out in the, in the delivery room about having the <laughs>
3: shot.
1: <laughs> 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 then she wasn't, then she, she the, my my first daughter was born natural. She didn't want to have a C-section. My wife, she cussed me. I'm, I'm, I'm get get this baby out of me because she was in labor for twenty-two hours. Mm. Oh, no, mm. so we to have oh, so, we, yeah, mercy, so, we a so exactly so we so she had a C-section, and I was in the room and I looked over to see what they were doing because they had the curtain and all that stuff right. Right. And I almost fainted. She had to grab me and she's the one delivering the
2: baby. <laughs>
1: Cause I saw the insider and I almost fainted. And I, and, that's
2: why the sheet was up. That's why it well, was
1: up. Oh, okay, but I I don't have no experience at this. Remember, this is my <laughs> this is my first go around with this. And so I looked over. And I, I don't know what I saw, but I decided that we had, a, we had had a boy. So I told him we had a little boy. And this doctor who delivers babies every day said, yes, congratulations, a healthy baby boy. So I went over there and the lady was like, would you like to cut the umbilical cord, Mr. Davis? Sure, of course. So I cut it and then I looked down and I was like, oh, my God, what have I done to my son? Where... where <laughs> where did it go we're missing a wiggy and the nurse were looking at me like what is wrong with you your daughter's fine i'm like no 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 no. we had a. that's the doctor and he had by then he had left right and i'm like if i hadn't have been here for every second of this i these people gave me the wrong baby because we had a boy wow but but this boy is now a girl <laughs>
0: I love it, man. Love it. Thank you for taking this back <laughs> down memory lane. Literally, literally, literally. Thank you, man. Patricia, Patricia. I would love when to
5: I hear am, your take. For me, it was more so um, how we were able to explore our own identity. How we were able to um, jump on the options that aroused curiosity. It was... um for me, just the art world and all of the things that, you know, the diversity of the world would encompass. I mean, down to the fashion, to the music, to just being able to to have this very small and maybe full sense of freedom that came with the 90s. Um, just like everybody, it was kind of a growing into who you were supposed to become. So all the experiences that we had in the 90s for me were based on just, uh, you know, the way that the cultures were just uh, receiving one another. I feel like we were more inclusive of our differences then than we are today. So nothing in particular, but more so just uh, the ability to be one with me and explore all the possibilities that the culture at that time was bringing forth for all of us.
2: Okay. We had some good music
5: in the nineties. Oh man. yes, and the oh, clothes. Yes. I remember wearing LA gears with three socks, oh, hairspray yes. from here to Kingdom Comb. <laughs> just just being able to be free without feeling ridiculed and and feeling like you were gonna be ousted. I felt like no matter where I went, my family was enlisted in the service. So I got to travel a lot and I got to meet a lot of people. But there was never any place that I went that even if Uh, you know I didn't look like them I felt excluded and I think the 90s was just a a melting pot of just everybody being receptive to the differences and celebrating each other in that you know and for me that was just what the 90s represented you know that we came from you know freestyle and that we were able to wear Adidas and and you know applaud the culture's growth in the music era and, and all of the things that just made you feel like this this real purpose of being alive and and sharing who you are I think that's when we all start learning what our identity was going to be right so I think for me that was uh, the biggest thing
0: thank you for that thank you so much for that Patricia yes the 90s for me the 90s is the greatest era no pun intended to you Nandy B I know you have your favorites as well but I have to agree.
3: Of course, mine's is the seventies and eighties. Yeah, mine was <laughs> the seventies
0: too. Okay, okay. Well, g- good on y'all. Good, good on y'all. Good on y'all. Any, any, any. So you got outvoted there, sir. That's fine. That's fine. It's okay, Stephanie. I would like to know the nineties. I think Stephanie just fell off. Okay. Somebody fine. left. Yeah, and that's fine. I guess she's having technical difficulties, I guess. But at any rate, like I say, I believe that the 90s was definitely the best era because to your point, Sammy, we had to learn a whole lot. And to your point, Patricia, identity became loud. And, And we were faced with identity and we embraced it. We really did as a culture, as a community. (laughs) And I felt like, like I was being heard more than I've ever been. Mm -hmm.
4: Yeah. And and it's because, it's
0: because, you know, we didn't have social media, obviously, but we had MTV, Mm -hmm. VH1, the real VH1, which is like Bravo now. And we had BET, the real BET, you know what I'm saying? And we also had people in the community. We had what? We had movies that were transcended during the 90s. So Mm -hmm. yes, yes, definitely. All righty. So we're going to turn the page and we are going to go to the next segment as we scrape the plate clean. Now I'm going to ask everybody to take a deep breath because this is going to take some some gut-wrenching conversation for this next segment right here, okay? This is to the women, and then Mikey D, I will address you and I. This is to all the women. You're in the elevator, and everybody gets off the elevator. And one particular young lady's still on the elevator, and you're going down, and you're on the 15th floor. This young lady looks like family, but you can't tell. And this young lady also looks like you, but you can't tell. But she says to you, hello. And she says, ma'am, I don't have long on this elevator before we get to my floor. Can you give me some type of advice, some type of parting words that you would give me, please? Because I need some encouragement. Nandy B., what would you tell her?
3: Well, number one, I wouldn't be on the fifteenth floor because I don't go. Over. <laughs> I don't go over. I don't go over the fourth. Okay, but if she was on the fourth floor and uh, we were in the elevator, elevator together, uh, how old is she? I mean, I'm gonna ask that question. There, there, there's, there's, she's
0: grown. She's not. She's oh. not a child. She's grown.
3: Okay, she's not a child and she's grown. Right. So evidently I must see something about her that is troubling for okay. me to speak to her. I don't just speak to strangers. But if I see that someone looks like they're troubled or they have this I don't know, my senses pick up things.
0: Right. So let me let me uh, hold on, hold Nanny on, B, hold on. I'm gonna run it back. I'm gonna run it back for you. Okay. You're in an elevator, fourth floor going down. Yeah. Everybody gets off the elevator. One young woman continues to stay on the elevator. You guys are going down. She says, hello. She Uh, says, hello. And she asks, ma'am, what kind of advice or parting words would you give me as we get ready to get out of here?
3: What would you tell her? her I would tell her to be safe. And stay aware, be safe and stay aware. And yeah, be safe, be aware, stay aware. Okay, okay.
0: Sammy Sam, I'm giving you the same scenario.
2: I would say to her, what is for you is for you and keep your head up.
0: Okay. That's all you would give her in that elevator, you know,
2: For some, for some reason, I feel like if she's getting a job, she went there to get a job or something, you know. And that—that's my feeling with the the scenario, okay. You know, and I—I I just want to tell her what's for you is for you, you know. If you're supposed, basically, if you're supposed to get it, you're gonna get it, you know. But right. you know, I'll keep your head up, keep your head up. Good. Oh, yeah, I, like I like that. I like that.
0: Okay. Okay, Mikey oh, yes. D. Mikey D. I'm coming to you. Same scenario, but it's a male.
1: I would tell him to stay true to himself and stay, and always remember to stand on his own two feet. Because too many times in life, people feel as though someone owes them or that someone else has to make things work for them when in reality, you have to make things work for you and people will help you when they see that you're helping yourself. So I would tell him to stand on your own two feet And stay true to yourself.
0: I like that. I like that. Okay. Patricia. Same scenario. There's a woman on board on this particular elevator.
5: You got it. Don't dilute yourself in any scenario to make anybody comfortable. Be yourself always.
0: Mm. 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 That's deep. Wow, I appreciate that. So, Stephanie, the, yes. the, uh, the actual situation here is you're in an elevator. You're coming down from the eighth floor. People get off the elevator. One young woman continues to stay on. She looks like family. You see some resemblance, but you don't know. But yet and still, okay. she says, hello, how are you and ma'am? What kind of advice or parting words would you give me right now as we get ready to head down and exit this elevator? What would you tell her in 60 seconds in an elevator?
4: 60 seconds in an elevator. I would tell her to continue to be herself, let her light shine, and don't let anyone dim your light. Don't ever let anyone make you feel like you are not good enough because you are.
0: Okay. I like that. I like that. Okay. So it's my go. And I would tell that young man, I used to be you. I probably am you, but you know what? Make your own breaks, stay humble. And whatever you're going through, it won't last for long. Trust me. It won't. That's what I would tell that young man. And I'm glad to hear how you ladies would have told that young woman your viewpoints as far as, hey, stay encouraged, don't dilute yourself, stay the course. And Mike, you telling the young man, hey, stay true to yourself. I truly appreciate everybody and all their contributions to this meal today. So as we exit this meal and as we reach a close, I am sure there are some listeners whose stomach is full to the brim. And I'm sure there are some listeners who feel a bit underfed, but all I can tell you is this meal is complete. It was healthy. It was hearty. Maybe next time we'll have some more fat to it, but it was lean. I know it was, (laughs) but guess what? (laughs) But guess what? There are no leftovers either, okay? So until the next time we break bread, let's keep this conversation going. As you, my friend, bob and weave through traffic, as you're trekking to work, or as you are picking up your boo, your shorty, your family member, and even you who are at work sitting by the water cooler in the break room amongst your cohort, evoking a deeper and greater conversation is what this space is all about. So to all our followers and listeners, we thank you for tuning in. And you can best believe the next meal, it's not just on me, it's on all of us. I thank you all for keeping a great meal and having fun with me tonight. And we'll do it again, the next time we meet up at the table. All right. Good
1: night, everybody. Peace and love. Good night.
4: Good night, everyone. Good night, night. be blessed be blessed every one